welcome to the IOMS community around the world and to this particular podcast, which is the last in our series on physician wellness. This sixth podcast will feature two members of IAOMS who also happen to be members of the IAOMS Education Committee. They are Dr. Michael Markowitz of Buffalo, New York in the States and Dr. Alberto Haddad of Madrid, Spain. This podcast will feature an interview with these two surgeons who will offer their own perspectives on the last five podcasts in the series that covered stress and burnout, mindfulness, wellness for a busy professional or surgeon, PTSD in healthcare workers, and brain health. By way of introduction, Dr. Alberto Haddad is a consultant at Ramon y Cajal University Hospital in Madrid, Spain, in the unit of orthognathic trauma and craniomaxillofacial surgery. He is a member of the Spanish, European, and International Associations of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons. He is a fellow of the European Board of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgery and a member of the Education Committee of IAOMS, as mentioned earlier. Dr. Michael Markowitz is a professor of oral and maxillofacial surgery, surgery and neurosurgery, and chairman of the Department of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgery and Associate Dean for Hospital Affairs at the State University of New York at Buffalo, New York in the United States. Dr. Markowitz is also a member of the IAOMS Education Committee, as mentioned earlier. Welcome, Dr. Haddad and Dr. Markowitz. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Deborah. Dr. Haddad, I'd like to start with you in our series of questions today and um, get your reflections on the first episode in the series. And that was um, an episode on stress and burnout and stress versus burnout, sort of the difference between the two with uh, Dr. Maggie Ray from UC Davis. Can you share with our audience what your takeaways were from the podcast and how are you aware of your own stress levels and have you ever felt on the verge of a burnout or noticed this in a colleague? Thank you, Deborah. First of all, I want to say that those episodes that we were hearing these days uh, were very interesting because uh, there are some things that sometimes we, we didn't stay and think about it and they are very important not just as surgeons but also like persons and uh, the first episode speaks about stress and burnout and I think that during the last year with the pandemic there are so many people that have suffered this stress and this burnout and uh, in my case uh, well I feel a little bit of stress during this 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 year because uh, sometimes like Dr. Ray said uh, you have a lot of things to do going on deadlines and uh, during the pandemic, we also have to do some things that we are not used to do in our in our normal activities. So that's the things that we feel some stress during this 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 year. Uh, burnout, I didn't feel it in myself, but I saw some colleagues that have and had some burnouts during this period, especially people that uh, were very exhausted in in a not just in the work, but also mentally and uh, disconnected from, from our department and our service. And uh, like Dr. Ria said, uh, it's very important that uh, we can see all that warning signs of that process and try to help our colleagues or that people and try to connect with them, try not to 
leave them alone and to 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 feel them comfortable and and to not suffer that problem by their own so i think that there are things that sometimes we don't think about it but uh maybe in our week or in our day when we have a lot of work and a lot of things to do uh we don't think about that we are a little bit stressed thank you and and do you think that um there's a way to combat the the burnout piece of things like did did those people have to take time off or how do you think um they brought themselves back to you know a, a place of being uh in just in in better mental health and and more less fatigued i think that the first thing is that personally you have to recognize that you are having a burnout or that you are in, in a stress situation after that the, the second thing is uh, trying to 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 talk with your colleagues to to ask for some help to try to to change your habits or your way to to afford all your situations but i think that with support and with the help of your colleagues and trying to see that uh, there is more things not just work and not that stress that you can do uh, some people can go back to their normal situations i think first of all uh, recognize that you have a problem and the second is try to to ask for help and those two things i think that are very important to to go back to your normal health stability right i think um it's it's made what the pandemic has do, done is it's put uh wellness and mental health issues more on the table and hopefully taken away some of the stigma um of people addressing that and even recognizing it in themselves and in others and in colleagues we hope yeah that is true i think that before this pandemic there are some stigma on recognizing that you have a problem and after this uh the people go themselves and ask you for help uh, please uh, give me some help with this i'm very stressed and i think that there is one good thing that this pandemic bring to us uh, absolutely Thank you so much, Dr. Haddad. Dr. Markowitz, I'd like to turn to you for a moment. Um, you um, listened to um, um, the, all the episodes, but I would like to talk to you about episode two with Mark Lesser. He talks about mindfulness and how we might achieve a more mindful existence. As a surgeon, do you think there are practices in mindfulness discussed that might be particularly helpful to you and others? Well, first, Deborah, I agree with Alberto, and I think that these are really unique talks that we got from the IOMS and that uh, rather than talking about surgery, they talk about some of the aspects that we neglect as surgeons. So I think all of them were, were very good. But uh, in particular, I think with um, Mark Lesser's talk on mindfulness, I think often as surgeons, we're very good at a subject or a skill and we excel in that, in that skill. Um, but often we're not great at working with others um, or we not, might not be aware that we're not good at working with others. And um, I think he discussed some key points in emotional intelligence and how we act with others and how we, how others act with us. And I think um, in particular, he, he talked about being in the moment. And I think it's a very busy world, especially as surgeons, you know, we lack the ability sometimes to just be in a moment and that's being in the moment for our, with ourselves, 
with our coworkers, and especially with our patients. Um, I think focusing on the people and the company around you is something that he really pointed out that is uh, uh, quite nice to work on. Um, I think too often we have so many things going on, but to be the best leaders and doctors, uh, what he really discussed and what, what I took home from it was being in the moment. And he, he, he had a quote during his podcast, which was mindfulness, he describes as the practice of being human. Um, and, you know, to listen takes practice. And I think that's very important because we think it just be, just comes with you as, as, as a core skill. But um, it's a very powerful practice. And um, we often don't do that as surgeons and as, as doctors. And as Mark pointed out, you, you might, when, when you take the time to listen to others, you actually may learn more about people. Uh, you actually may learn more about, about yourself too and how you act with people. And it'll teach you, as you point out, to have more meaningful conversations, um, how to give feedback to people as a leader, how to accept feedback even better uh, as a recipient, um, and really how to implement it. Um, so I, I think if one thing I took away was really how uh, to work on listening, to being mindful, and to being more in the moment uh, with, with those around you. That's, that's fantastic. And um, do you feel like there are more conversations around the importance of, of some of these aspects? Like, is it happening in medical school? Is it happening during residency programs? Do you think this is a skill or at least an area of proficiency that people are talking more about? Surgeons are talking more about? Absolutely. And I think... Um... There's a lot of literature out there now in other surgical specialties. Um, we have actually research going on in this. It's a personal interest of mine in emotional intelligence. And I think it's it's the kind of the third dimension that we don't look at in our applicants and residents, um, surgeons who are uh, entering uh, early careers, even mid-career, and that we don't look at that key aspect. And, and I know in, in industries such as Mark described, in Google especially, which is obviously a large um, large company, they take emotional intelligence very seriously. And there's a lot of thoughts on that and how much of a key role it plays into someone's ability and, and, and someone's, uh, I guess, um, gross potential, potentially as a surgeon and as a person. But I think it's the one thing that unlike IQ, um, you could work on. So I, I think the emotional intelligence realm, mindfulness is, a, is an area that's gonna be very well studied because I think it's something that was probably neglected previously for more objective factors, but it's something that I think we're starting to realize is very important um, as a doctor and and as a surgeon. Absolutely. And I, I keep thinking that it's probably more important than ever in this past year and a half when we've been going through something so tough. Absolutely. I think, you know, it's been such a stressful year personally. And to compound that with being a healthcare worker in this past year, those personal problems have gotten worse and haven't gone away. And your patients and the ability to treat patients has gotten even harder. So the ability to handle these issues, I think um, the doctoring or the surgery hasn't changed for us. In fact, sometimes we've done less at some points during the pandemic, but the ability to handle this, the ability to talk to patients about not being able to get treatments on time who have been sick with COVID, um, I think that has changed things. So certainly the ability to have a good emotional intelligence mindset and, and being mindful uh, would certainly help you out in, in this past year. Thank you, Dr. Markowitz. That's uh, great insights. 
Dr. Haddad, the next episode was about wellness and really how to achieve that for a busy professional. And of course, in the case of IAOMS, it would be a busy surgeon. In this podcast, we heard from Jill Balconis, and she leads the Health and Wellness Network for the Young Presidents Organization, which is another very large global membership organization. Um, She spoke about several areas of wellness and some of the easier things to do when someone is trying to get started or trying to move along the wellness path. Can you tell us what resonated with you and what is part of your own wellness routine? How do you stay committed to it? As Magic said, uh, we live in a very busy world and as surgeons and doctors, we care about people, but sometimes we don't care about ourselves and we forget about doing healthy things and things that we recommend to other people we didn't do in ourselves. So uh, she talked about uh, a very interesting thing that if you want to change something, you have to just do a 10 days plan. And uh, just uh, in that way, you can change little things and then start to do more things. So she talked about nutrition, exercise, sleeping, mindfulness, the environment, all that stuff. Uh, In my case, uh, always I try to have a good nutrition. It's sometimes difficult because our schedule sometimes is is very busy and we don't have the same time for lunch or the same time for dinner, but we try to do our best. Exercise, uh, she, she, she said something very interesting that you don't have to go to the gym every day. Just with 10 minutes per day or something like that to have some activity, to go around the block, do something healthy for your movement. And that's it. In my case, I try to maybe two, three days a week to, days to, to do some exercise or make something different, play some sports, clear your mind. Uh, outside the hospital and outside the patients. And I think that's really, really important. And another important thing I think is uh, a good sleep, a good uh, and consistent in the sleep. Like in nutrition, it's sometimes really difficult to to go to sleep at the same time, to sleep the same hours and with a good sleeping uh, uh, routine and we try to do as best as we can, but sometimes it's impossible. Then in, if we, in this last year, it's less complicated, but before that, uh, because of our trips outside, our journeys with different uh, places, different, um, different countries, uh, it was really tough to maintain a, a, good, a good sleeping routine. So I think that's very important as, as surgeons. I think it's really, really important to, to stay uh, calm and to stay relaxed in a surgery. And uh, the things that are really, really important for that, I think it's the, the nutrition, the exercise, and the sleeping, most of that. Great. Thank you, Dr. Haddad. Uh, Dr. Markowitz, episode four of the series focused on PTSD in healthcare. Um, we, and really with healthcare workers, healthcare clinicians, and this has been a big area of focus for the Veterans Administration um, in the United States for the past several years, but particularly since COVID began. And um, as we know, the VA would typically be focusing on PS, PTSD in those who have been you know, in war zones and have been in the military, et cetera. But I think it's interesting that they've taken such a um, 
a, a lens on healthcare because in some cases it, it probably has felt like the war zone, you know, at certain times in the past year. So um, what did you glean from this podcast and how do you feel surgeons in the community can help understand this better? How do you think that moving forward, you know, with really, you know, continued challenges around COVID and especially in, you know, certain parts of the world, how do you think this concept of PTSD plays into, you know, how we operate, how people get help, what they should be aware of? Thank you, Deborah. Well, I think, um, as Dr. Watson pointed out, um, this pandemic has been challenging for everyone personally. And I think for healthcare workers and surgeons, it's been very challenging personally. We've all had to come across the issues that everyone else has come across, but we had to continue to work. So I think for healthcare workers, um, these have been these have been compounded in that there's been work challenges, personal challenges, and this can take a really extraordinary toll on on one's life. Um, you know, first responders, as Dr. Watson pointed out, are are often faced with very tough situations, and I think as surgeons, we're faced with those every day. And I think we, we often we just address, as Dr. Watson pointed out, what's in front of us, and we tend to not get emotional because we can't, or we have to move towards the next patient, and we have to really put it put it aside. And it's not until later on in the day, or even you know, maybe a few days after that, we start to think about the experience and how it affected us and how we feel about it and how we may feel about it going forward and how it might change our practice and the way we think about things. Um, and as Dr. Watson pointed out, often as busy surgeons and doctors, we shut down our feelings. Um, but we, I guess what could take a really toll on us and, and which you pointed out very nicely is that we could shut down all our feelings, good or bad, and that we, we almost become comfortably numb. Um, you know, we often become in that work mood where uh, we're very um, robotic, you know, and, and, we, and we tend not to take things personally because, you know, in the end, we really can't and we have to get by work. And distraction, as she pointed out, is very good at times. And I think as surgeons, we all use distraction uh, in a good way, hopefully, to get us away from work and get us away from the things that bother us about our jobs or maybe cause us some uh, bad feelings. But after years of, of distraction and not handling the situation, um, as Dr. Watson pointed out, for, for surgeons especially, this can lead to anxiety, depression, which she noted was you know, 30% in physicians during the pandemic. Um, and this can also often lead to PTSD. And what she also pointed out was that it's, it, often we don't know it as surgeons. You know, it could just be, it could be a coworker or it might be uh, someone personal to us who actually brings brings out to us that you know we're acting differently and we're and we're not the same person we usually are because you become so numb to it. Um, and I think we see with a lot of our colleagues, even before the pandemic, people suffer from depression, anxiety, and PTSD without this. And so the pandemic has kind of sprung upon this thing of being um, not being able, being able to be around people other than work. You know, you're distant from maybe your family or your loved ones. And you've sometimes have had to work more hours as a healthcare worker. Um, and I think as, as Alberta pointed out in the previous podcast, you know, often we, we work late, we don't eat right. Uh, we don't take care of ourselves emotionally and our bodies. Um, although we know better to do so. And that can wreak havoc on us physically and emotionally. And 
I think if we focus on surgery and being a doctor and not our personal relationships and our personal life, such as been maybe forced on us more during the pandemic, um, you know, we, I think our, our careers can suffer. And then I think in general, we can suffer. So the one thing that she pointed out and she summarized very well in her, in her podcast to help work on this were these five principles of safety, calming, social support, self-efficacy, and hope. And she mentioned that some people focus on one of those more, more than the other, but I think focusing on those can re- really help a surgeon, especially during the pandemic that we're still going through, um, be a better person and be a better doctor. Thank you. Um, uh, well stated. And certainly there, it, this is such a complicated issue. Um, and so many of the things we've previously talked about in this podcast feed into um, this concept of P- PTSD. Uh, Dr. Haddad, the final podcast in the series was on brain health. And we spoke with Dr. Claire Sexton, who leads the research initiatives for the Alzheimer's Association. She discusses brain health and how we can improve brain health through healthy ongoing habits. Can you tell me what your thoughts were on that? And again, how you, how you view brain health, um, what you think might be um, a good way to tackle ongoing um, healthy habits for, you know, keeping our brains strong and sharp and healthy late into life. Uh, yeah, Dr. Sexton said so many interesting things. The first thing is that uh, the, the, the most risk of Alzheimer's is the age. And uh, we are seeing that uh, Alzheimer's is decreasing in incidence, although we have more people with that disease uh, because we live more years. Um, that's why uh, we improve our, our wellness and our lifestyle. And uh, I think that the best way to keep our mental health is to maintain our brain active. Uh, in which ways? Uh, I don't know, maybe by doing exercise, maybe by reading, activity, diet, not just to stay at home and try to be active. And uh, there is one uh, phrase that I want to point that Dr. Sexton said, and it was like, it's never too early and never too late to start doing things. And anything is better than doing, than, than nothing. So I think it's a really complicated uh, disease that uh, we still don't know a lot of things. But uh, I think that one important thing is try to, to keep active, try to stay active, even uh, when we were retired and when we stopped doing surgeries as surgeons, uh, try to keep our hobbies, uh, make some sports, and uh, not just stay at home watching TV like most of the people uh, start to do when they they finish their careers. So I think there is uh, some small things that we can do to try to keep our our health and our mental health uh, better than we than we had before. Thank you, Dr. Hudad. I think that is is so spot on, and I can't help but think as I listened and as I was part of these five podcasts that. Um, two things really stuck out in my mind, and that was little bits of everything help, right? Just that you have to start and do something, you know, sort of in um, even a moderate at a moderate pace and um, and that it's consistency, you know, and it's sort of a lifelong approach and that these things are so interwoven. If we're not eating well, 
we're probably not sleeping well. If we're not sleeping well, we're not, you know, we might tend to be more depressed or edgy and, you know, how interwoven all of these issues are. So I would love to hear from both of you as we round out this podcast today and just any uh, closing remarks that you have for the IAOMS audience around the world on just the the concept of wellness as a surgeon. Uh, Dr. Markowitz. Yeah, I I think, Deborah, the take home from the five podcasts is everything you just said, uh, trying all these things in moderation. But I think in the end, you know, taking care of yourself um, physically and emotionally um, and making attempts to do so uh, in a consistent way. Um, and also taking care of those around you and um, being more emotionally in tune with those around you um, rather than, than just physically. Thank you. Dr. Haddad? Uh, as you said and, and Mike said, uh, we are persons before surgeons and before doctors. And uh, I think that our, our work is really, really important, but also our life and our people around is also important for us. And sometimes we have to, to stop and make uh, five minutes only just for clean our minds and just have some good habits and thinking a little bit in, in, in our health. Great. Thank you so much. This has been an interview with Dr. Michael Markowitz and Dr. Alberto Haddad from the IAOMS community and the IAOMS education committee. Thank you both for your time and your wisdom and all you do for IAOMS Ongoing. Thank you, Deborah. Thanks, Deborah. Thank you once again for listening to the IAOMS podcast series. IAOMS members receive additional benefits such as access to the IJOMS, educational resources, reduced rates for conferences, and more. To join or renew your membership, please visit www.iaoms.org. Keep up to date with our weekly podcast by following IAOMS on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest news.